Hey guys, how you doing? JP Saricola here. Welcome again to another episode of H of Heroes, my podcast. Welcome to this week's podcast. I really appreciate your support, whether you're listening uh, through iTunes, Teacher, Spreaker, CastBox, or whether you're watching this through YouTube. If you're watching this through YouTube, I will have some gameplay in the background so that way... You can be entertained by it instead of just being entertained by my ugly mug. <laughs> But I want to say to all of you, thank you for your support. Now, this week has been tough uh, in so many different areas, of course, socially, politically, economically. There's so many things. Even in my health, I haven't been feeling so great. I'm still have, you know, dealing with the aftermath of my, the, the time that I spent in the hospital back in November. You know, so it hasn't been that great. And I think the worst part of what really puts salt to the wound for me is the fact that we got the news, of course, this week of the demise, the possible demise, the very likely demise of Battlefield 5. Uh, EA moving away from it the same way they have moved away from Battlefront. Uh, Battlefront 2, phenomenal game. Um, they received the last update this week with the Scarf map and some tweaks here and there and some new different modes uh, for a solo campaign, which is nice. Uh, they're doing a lot of things. I played the game. I played last night. I played the, the, the day that actually went live on Wednesday. I had that on my channel, on my gaming channel, if you want to watch some of those game uh, sessions. And it was fun. I really have fun with it. I feel that this game has come a long way from the beginning when it was in really a bad stage. When it came out, I was so frustrated with it. I was frustrated with it for the first year. I didn't really play it because I was frustrated with it. Um, but then the game, little by little, started gaining that momentum with only a handful of developers that were able to pull that out of the gutter. And the game now is so fun. And in the years to come, yes, we are not going to get to see some heroes. Yes, we're not going to get to see some maps. Where we're not going to get to see some other modes people were asking or skins. But at the end of the day, I feel that they uh, they did a good job. And you know, ultimately, there's always the next game. So we will get to see at some point another Battlefront game. And uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. But, you know, you can still enjoy it. I really recommend it. If you haven't played it, you should. Particularly now, of course, that uh, May the 4th is coming. That's what I'm going to spend my May the 4th doing is playing um, Star Wars games. But I would say that it's been new, bad because of Battlefield. Uh, of course, we received, uh, you know, the, the last update or they were announced a new update that this month is not going to be any new updates or any new changes to the game. We're going to continue on. It's going to come until June. Of course, the pandemic has created chaos for a lot of companies and uh, the timelines that they have has changed. So until June, we're going to get the last update. Probably you have heard about it. They're talking about it everywhere. A lot of YouTubers, people that follow the game, social media, they're talking about it. And it's been a roller coaster. The thing is this, um, I had a lot of hope for Battlefield 5. I've been playing Battlefield 5 since the beginning since the beta i really enjoy the game through the different process it's been a lot of ups and downs i'm not gonna say that the game is perfect i'm not going to say that the game hasn't faltered in so many areas since the beginning and all of that has caused really a a riff you know a division uh, among a lot of fans people that have played the game and played different games so different battlefields And um, they have come into disagreement. Uh, a lot of people are satisfied with the game. And I want to really, in this video today, in this podcast today, I want to find out who murdered Battlefield 5 because there's so much stuff out there, so much misinformation, so much people talking about it and sometimes talking without even knowledge about it. So I want to really get to the facts. Who is the one that is at fault here? Who caused this? Because to be honest with you, I like Battlefield 5. And it's not a bad game. It's not perfect at all. It is, I wouldn't say that it's perhaps my 
my favorite of all, but it has become the game that I really enjoyed that I think is technically superior to all the battlefields that came before it. But of course, um, there's a lot in it that we need to consider before we can make an assessment of the situation. So in this podcast, in this video, I really want to get to the bottom of it, who is at fault here, because there's so many suspects and so many reasons and uh, a lot of reasons to be upset. But ultimately to determine uh, what is this, what caused this, and how we can avoid it in the future. How Battlefield can avoid this situation ever again. Now, i got to be honest with you. I'm a big fan of Battlefield. i got to set that straight. Uh, my experience with Battlefield has been pretty much starting with uh, Bad Company. That's where I started playing the game. Uh, Bad Company, so it's been, what, 12, 13 years since they came out. Uh, it's been always in console. I haven't really played Battlefield in, on PC um, I don't feel the need of it. I'll, you know, I just like to play on console. So I play Bad Company, Bad Company 2. I play 1943 that was in between. I play uh, Battlefield 3, uh, the game that really had mo the most of my memories, I think is my favorite of all time. So always going to be Battlefield 4, of course. Hardline. I wouldn't say that I was crazy about Hardline, but I played it. Battlefield 1. I didn't spend as much time as I wanted to with Battlefield 1, but Battle and Battlefield 5. The game that really has put, I would say, I put, has put. I put more effort into this game than I put into other games into the, in the franchise. Uh, because I've been home, I had the opportunity to really play. Um, so I'm a big fan, and I'm very well aware of the differences of each one of those games. Each game plays differently. Each adds something totally different. Some take away some of the stuff when they move to the next thing, like the evolution on Battlefield 4. It was still on Hardline. It was not there really on Battlefield 1 or Battlefield 5. So their pluses, of course, you know, Bad Company, the ability to destroy, to flatten those buildings down really changed a lot of things. Something that I feel Battlefield 5 should do more. They don't give you the opportunity. So there's a lot of things that I like about the franchise and I things I dislike about the franchise. Um, I still I also play uh, Modern Warfare and lately I've been playing more Modern Warfare, not because I consider that it's superior to Battlefield 5. It's a different gameplay, it's a different style. But I would say uh, in this case, Ground War uh, has done a much better job. Warzone, uh, mostly, has done a better job. I would say Ground War, it's not as good, but uh, Warzone is a much better I would say take into the battlefield um, idea, which is bigger maps and a lot of things to do within those maps. So definitely it's it does, it's there, you know. So there's always going to be the comparison between those two. I've made those comparisons in this, in this channel before, in this podcast. But uh, I do feel that um, there's so much that we need to consider. Uh, that way we don't have to repeat that. So that way the Battlefield franchise doesn't repeat the same mistake again. Now, I want to get to the suspects. Who are the ones at fault? And I'm going to start with the most obvious one, which is EA. EA as a company has always been uh, infamous for really putting money first, you know, above everything else. Now, it is a company we have to understand as an enterprise, the job is to create money to please the investors. But the problem is that EA has become so greedy in so many ways that uh, the game when it came out was pretty much not, it was not finished. It just bottom line, it wasn't finished. The campaign that took before the game came out, of course, was the PR, it was a PR nightmare. Everything that they did, you know, with the trailers, with the girl, with the, you know, prosthetic arms, all of that, it was a total wrong message. It was the wrong message totally. You know, some people took it the wrong way, of course. I have no problem. It's a trailer. At the end of the day, the game doesn't even resemble what the trailer was. But uh, it seems that EA was pushing 
dies to create a game, you know, out of take the rabbit out of the hat, out of nowhere. And when the game came out, it was not finished. It wasn't polished. It wasn't done. It lacked content, lacked maps, lacked weapons, it lacked so much stuff. And definitely was a not a really good experience. And of course, they wanted to push this because initially the game was developed. When you come to look at it, it was developed to have more pretty much content to be sold. They, they call it the live service, but they wanted to sell you a lot of stuff. That was the idea, you know, loot boxes. That was the idea. It was created with that idea in mind. But of course, you know, that created a chaos. Ultimately, they scrapped that out. But you can see that in the development process, the game was created with that in mind. That's what they wanted to do. And of course, the game came out, they rushed it out just to meet the deadline, and it wasn't good. I would say EA, because the way they have pushed things, they have invested money into areas. In order to compete with, you know, the market right now, with Fortnite, with PUBG, with all this, you know, like, you know, this type of game systems, even that right now Warzone is great, or the Battle Royale system, they decide to invest a lot of the money uh, into creating, in this case, the also a Battle Royale for a uh, fire. Firestone, uh, Firestorm, sorry, for Battlefield. And to be honest with you, nobody really wanted that. Nobody was asking for Battle Royale and Battlefield. When I think about Battlefield, I don't think I'm not thinking about Battle Royale. It's not something that I care about. I think people that play Battlefield, they play the Battlefield because it brings the experience of the, of the total war. You know, it's a total war experience. Nobody wanted Battlefield. So when you come to think of it, when they invest a lot of those resources towards that, instead of just creating more maps, adding more weapons, having more people working the, the kinks of the game and really fixing some of the issues with the game, they made a big mistake. They invested millions and millions of dollars that are wasted. I was just recently playing Firestorm. It's boring. There's nothing in Firestorm that people care about. The lobbies are always empty. You know, if you can get like 30 or 20 some people to play, that's it, instead of the 64, it's just not. And although the map is kind of nice, it's just a battlefield map, it's nothing compa in comparison to Warzone. Warzone, it's a much better experience. I'm not a fan of Battle Royales, never been. But I can play Warzone and feel okay with it because it is good map layout. They did fantastic. You have nothing, it's a boring. Of course, it was not DICE who developed it. But whatever, whoever did it, I forgot even the name company did it, they just did it badly. And it was not something that people were asking. And not only that, they couldn't just simply leave it as a you know, free-to-play system. You know, people were asking for that because you know, a lot of battery else are free-to-play. So what was the difference? They didn't want to do it. They just want to push it in there for the people who were playing the game. And I played the game just once. I played when it came out. I even uh, streamed it on my, in my channel, my gaming channel. Well, in my main channel before we came, uh, gaming channel, but um, I just getting good in Phantom, the idea of being there forever because it's not the reason why I go to Battlefield. So it was a really a bad a nightmare. It was a PR nightmare. They didn't know what to do. And this is the part when you allow the big corporations to tell gamers how to enjoy these games, what they need to do. Because even the whole thing, if you buy or you don't buy, if you don't like it, you don't have to buy our game. It was, from in this case, from an EA executive. All of those things happened from EA. So EA is a big fault here for not really having a plan for not really waiting for this game to be developed properly and then push it out for really trying to push systems there for having a system that is broken you know even they, they buy skins for your weapons and all that it's just a poorly devised system it doesn't work it's not well done 
you know, some people are saying I would prefer to have a premium service. I would have paid for the DLC maps. I wouldn't go that far. I don't think that's a system that is good as well. But I do believe that that system at least was more integrated in a way for the hardcore gamers. Here, technically, it's whatever comes. You get a little bit of here and there, a little content there. But everything is so slow. It's just dripping slowly. And it's everything because the, the, the money has been put into things that nobody care about. Nobody care about that. And they just simply forgot about Firestorm. That's millions and millions of dollars of investment going to waste. And that's money that could have been invested into really push the chapters into the whole thing. So I would say EA is at fault here. And also because they're the ones at the end of it, they're saying, well, we're not going to just invest. They're the ones that make the mistake first and foremost. They're the ones that call for all of those things. And now they're the ones that saying we'll pull in the plug because it's not working out. We're going to move into the next thing. It is a classic case of EA's problems. You know, that's what they do with FIFA. That's what they do with, you know, all the sports games with Madam. That's what they do with every single game. So they're doing that with Battlefield. And that to me is sad. You know, it's sad because if, you know, they in the past, they allowed DICE to be in control of those decisions. Now they're not, you know, they're just simply making those decisions and definitely making stupid decisions. And it seems to me that DICE has less control than it ever has. So I would say EA is a big uh, suspect here uh, in, in this case. Now the second suspect for me, of course, now we need to talk about DICE. I love DICE for everything that they have done. Again, the team at Battlefront has done a fantastic job. The team that has always worked for, uh, in this case, Battlefield, has always done a good job. However, I feel that from the beginning, um, maybe because of the pressure with EA, they didn't have a clear vision of what they wanted to do. And that was showcased in the original trailer. Um, I would say if they would stick to that idea of having a because initially the maps were pretty much unknown battles, so battles that are not as famous in comparison to other big battles. They could have stick with that idea of the pretty much the unknown of the secret, you know, warriors of World War. They could have stick with that. It's kind of like a steampunk idea they had with that trailer. They could have continued with that vision, could explain it instead of just trying to sell it as, oh, this is a, you know, a World War II game, when reality is a World War II game, but with a different setting. They could have stayed with the idea. But it seems to me that along the way, they didn't understand what the fan base wanted. Uh, and they fumbled with those ideas. You know, they listen, but at the same time, when they listen, sometimes they apply the wrong things. They did things that sometimes were uh, called for or unwanted. Like, for example, they took the gun so many different times. They, you know, they, you, you overpower guns, and then all of a sudden, the next week, you downpower those guns. And it feels like you are with a pea shooter and uh, in a really huge map that doesn't really make a difference. Uh, it, it was so many adjustments that they did with the game, things that really didn't make sense, you know? Like, there are things in the game where I feel that, you know, sometimes the destruction is not enough, and there were a lot of bugs. The game the game had, came with a lot of bugs, and still, to this day, I was playing the other day on live stream, and I was experiencing so many different bugs. There was so much of that. Servers were not working, and that's also EA's fault. That there are many times when you're trying to get, you take a day off, you're ready to play, and all of a sudden, the servers are not working, and that's EA on the EA side. So that's EA, but also DICE was having problems and really applying a lot of these changes. Everything was dripping so slowly from the company, like not enough maps. Things were so slow moving. The whole system that they apply... The game is, looks gorgeous, but sometimes it's so bright that you couldn't see at the beginning. So they have to adjust the brightness so that way people don't get lost in the middle of it and frustrated because they get killed by somebody that was just standing right next to them, you know, against the wall. And you couldn't see it because it was so bright. There were so many things where I feel that DICE just 
fumble with the ideas and with the feedback of the customers, the feedback of the players. They they listen to some, but they didn't listen to others, and they apply the changes that nobody really wanted to. People were asking for this. We're asking for things that came later on, like having their own ability to choose your own maps. You know, go through the maps list. You know, they didn't have that at the beginning. The game was broken at the beginning. And um, but you know they were improving little by little, but of course the content was so slow. This a lot of people are saying I would have preferred to have a you know the premium because that way that we can get more things. I would say, and I'm gonna make a comparison here with Modern Warfare. Uh, Modern Warfare is also I would consider a live service because, it, but they have played so smartly through every season. They only give you a, mon- a small amount of time. They give you a couple of maps for everyone to play. But the season, it pushes you for you want to get this extra nice skin. So they develop it in a way that you can purchase the season or not, but everyone is going to be playing the same maps. You can get the same weapons for free. Everyone does. But of course, the skins and all that, they apply it in a very smart way. And that's a live service that is making money. I'm telling you this. I have spent a lot of money with Modern Warfare. I pay the seasons. I buy the seasons. I buy extra content because I like the way they're doing it. It really enticing you to purchase. In this case, um, Battlefield didn't have a good idea. Up to this day, the only money they have spent for Battlefield is the original game. That's it. I haven't paid anything else because I'm not enticed to buy anything they offer. Now, with the chapter rewards, it's just poorly devised. Not enough content, not enough things to really, uh, I would say, make you finish the, the, the chapter. I did finish the chapter, but there was no incentive that it was, you know, tangible for people to do it. So it was poorly devised. You know, in this case, that goes back to the designing, uh, to the way they wanted to do it. And, of course, it's a connection between EA and DICE. But DICE, instead of sticking to their guns and doing something that they wanted to do, it's like they've been trying to please EA, and at the same time trying to please uh, a lot of players, some primarily players that are not playing the game. There was a lot of things within the game that really didn't allow for a lot of feedback. You know, when you go to social media, all you get is the bad feedback from people that are not playing the game. So the people that are playing the game, definitely those are the ones that really know what's going on. So there was no system in place within the game for to get that feedback, to really report, you know, people that were not doing the right thing, you know, the people that were cheating, cheating in the game, uh, even things that happened in the game. It, there was no system. And of course, it, it just felt broken in so many ways. And it goes back to that. And, and I would think the most important thing is the fact that they promised something and they didn't release it. They say, well, we're going to release this. It didn't come out until a month or two months later. You know, if you promise something you need to stick with it and sometimes they came out broken they acknowledge that they have a lot of bugs they didn't fix the bugs people were experiencing the bugs they were still trying to figure it out where the bugs were it was such a mess uh, and definitely i would say dice is as responsible now moving on to the next thing the next suspect in this list is the players is the community and i think this is one that i'm really sour about because i feel that the battlefield uh, community is large you know there's so many people that have played battlefield games over the years, and everyone considers itself himself or self Battlefield fan. Everyone that has played a Battlefield game will tell you I'm a Battlefield fan. Uh, but just because you're a Battlefield fan or just because you have good memories with one game doesn't necessarily make you a Battlefield fan or a hardcore Battlefield fan. And I feel that some casual fans, and I think this goes back to the fact that, you know, Battlefield 3 and Battlefield 4 really cater to uh, casual players, and they did that. And it's fine because that's the way you bring people to play. Uh, all games do that. Call of Duty does that. They, they cater to the casual players, the people that play w- once in a while on a weekend. 
And I feel that those players don't understand the differences between one game and the other. When you come to play Battlefield 5, you cannot compare this with Battlefield 3. And they're totally different games. Totally different games. And the mechanics are different. So you have to adapt to this new system with new mechanics. You cannot expect that to continue being the same way. And the same happens with Battlefield 1. When I play Battlefield 1, it's a totally different thing than Battlefield 5. I have to adapt to the different mechanics. I would say that in so many ways, the game is good because it really changes some of the things. Things that you couldn't do in Battlefield 1, the ability to slide, the ability to roll, the things that you couldn't do before. It feels very mobile. Battlefield 5 feels very mobile. And if you're not used to that, it can really take a a little bit of time till you get used to it. And of course, it can be frustrating when there's something new. When they throw something, when they move the rock under your feet, of course, it's going to be frustrating. Uh, but once you adapt to it, it definitely feels very mobile and it feels very fluid. And there are good things there. But the community didn't accept it. And first of all, many people didn't accept it, particularly people that didn't play, haven't even played the game. You go to social media today, you, whether you go to EA Dice, um, uh, a Twitter account or you go to Facebook every time they post something you see the amount the thousands of comments from people I don't like your game your game sucks I never purchased the game I never I never played this game and I'm never gonna play it until you change this I didn't like it because you told me not to buy it things like that people are constantly complaining and I'm, I'm thinking dude you didn't play the game you haven't played the game what do you know about the game what gives you the right just because your feelings got hurt because they said something about it yes it was in in a nice way and i would say you know not good i'm not supporting that idea but what i'm saying is like if you're not playing the game what gives you the right to complain about the game the problem is this trolling that it ha is happening everywhere within the community that the real players the people that are really playing the game don't really get a chance to express how they feel about things you know because the bottom line is that most people that play battlefield are people that were to work they have a living they got things to do during the daily basis they're not there playing games all day so when they get the chance they sit down they come and play and they play they're not in social media running their mouths talking about bad games the same people that run their mouths in social media about everything they complain they haven't even put i would say even 10 hours into the game to really understand the game you have to put hundreds of thousands of hours into this game to really understand it to really have a comprehensive idea of what is working and what is not and i feel that the same people that are trolling have trolled all the whole thing also create all the problems they create casuals you know the casuals to feel well they don't like it then i'm not going to play it a lot of people if you go or well, you're trying to promote your product and people are just complaining about it people are not playing the game trolls are not playing the game what's going to happen with the people that say well i don't want to be into that community i don't want to play the game i want to play whether it's fun and of course people talking nicely about modern warfare and i'm telling you modern warfare is not perfect either it has a lot of flaws but people are talking nicely about it the same people that are complaining about Battlefield 5 uh, because they say, well, if this is not my game. This is not the game I play. They're playing Modern Warfare. And to be honest, it's because they were never Battlefield fans in the first place. They were Call of Duty fans. You know, and when they get upset with Call of Duty, they're going to come back to Battlefield. You know, that's the way it's always been. So the th they don't stick with anything. You know, I'm not, I don't make, you know, division between one of the other. I like both games. They're different. I love Call of Duties. I love uh, Battlefield. I play in both the same. You know, lately I've been playing more Call of Duty, but it doesn't mean that I'm not a Battlefield fan. I enjoy each one of them. I enjoy so many different games. Uh, uh, First-person shooters is something that I really enjoy very much. So I don't consider myself a loyalist, and I'm not a person that is a loyal to a franchise uh, overall. I like them all in their differences, and I know, understand that they they function differently. But these people are the ones that have caused so much drift, rift in the community that really has caused a problem that you just don't want to hear it. You know, to be honest with you, you just look at those videos, people complaining about it 
it, not defending the game. They complain about things that are not even in the game anymore. You know, I don't see things. So girls running around, that's no World War II. You don't understand the game. You know, if you don't understand, you don't like it, you don't have to buy it. But you don't have to be mean or try to, you know, go around trying to push the hate just because your feelings got hurt because you don't know how to deal with the rejection. You know, that's just the way it is. So I would say those are at fault. Uh, I would say also. So those are the suspects, maybe the ones that I feel more inclined to blame because they didn't support the game the way the game needed to be supported. I feel that with Battlefront 2, People were, were different. The community that understood the game, uh, first of all, there's not many, I would say, Star Wars games uh, to compete. So people say, well, we need to stick it out because there's not many to competition here. So, you know, of course, there's like now new, like the Jedi Order that just came out. But other than that, there was not many Star Wars games unless you want to go back and play the old games. So they stick it out. The difference with first-person shooters is there's a lot of competition. So, of course, you can go wherever you want to go. And you can be, you know... Get tired of something and move to the next thing. With Star Wars, it was a total different thing. So I think the community understood. And there's kind of like a cult classic. There's a big community here on YouTube that actually plays, uh, you know, religiously uh, Battlefront 2. And they talk about it. There's so many channels just, uh, you know, really geared towards Battlefront. Uh, and uh, they're uh, Star Wars games. And definitely it, they, they, they stick together. They stick with each other. And they help each other. And they have built this community. And I think that that has always been good. But I feel that the Battlefield um, community is so fragmented between those that really play be, uh, and those that don't. Between those that are casual players, which is, the I would say, 95% of the people, and those that are hardcore players. The people that are really playing and they play Battlefield on a constant basis. So I would say they are about blame too. And this moves me to one another one that... Um, that I feel is the fourth suspect on this and the last suspect in my opinion, which is uh, which is YouTube personalities. Um, there's a lot of YouTubers that I follow that I follow because I enjoy the commentary. I enjoy the information they provide from a technical, st technical standpoint. Uh, people that play the game, that love Battlefield uh, or the games. I, I have people, I follow people that only concentrate on certain games, whether it's Call of Duty, some people concentrate on, on uh, in this case, Battlefront 2, uh, and anything, um, Rainbow Six. But also, I concentrate on people that I really love. And there's some big names out there. You see Jack Frags, you see Westy, you see Level Cap Gaming, there's some others. Uh, and, you know, I like him. You know, I like him to watch what they do. Not necessarily I agree with everything they say, because sometimes I feel that they put the, the I would say, the car before the horse. Sometimes it's more about trying to get the numbers. Of course, they get sponsored by a lot of these companies, so they talk about him good. You know, they can call, you know, they, they talk about him really good. And when things, when the community is going against it, they actually side with the community. So sometimes I see that they kind of flip-flop, you know, mostly. And I see some of those videos where they say good things and all this sudden they you know in the next video they're talking bad about the game and i think that we all go through that when there's when there has to be a balanced thing you know we all go through that you know there are things i like about the game things i don't like about the game but i feel that sometimes um I, and this is the case and that's maybe the reason why my channel is not big because i i'm my own man i don't like to just go if the 95 percent of the population thinks one way if i don't think that way i'm not going to go with them and i feel that sometimes they just cater to what what sells so they're gonna put this big you know uh, even on their uh, thumbnails of this game it's bad what is wrong with the game on things like that but not necessarily that i'm not talking about those 
three guys because I like their content. I really like them. I like their commentary. They're down to earth. But I've seen some other big YouTubers as well. YouTubers that definitely, they don't even play the game, but they are constantly, supposedly giving you news, and they're just talking crap about the game because they have nothing better to do. And it's all they do. And these are the people that move the masses to really not accept something and not to play a game. Until this day, the people that haven't played Battlefield 5, all they know about Battlefield 5 is what they heard from YouTubers talking crap about the game. And unfortunately, you have to be very careful. I do believe that if you have a platform in social media like I do here, even though my platform is extremely, extremely small in comparison, I believe that I have a responsibility to be objective about things and not just let my emotions. It's not about clickbait. You know, yes, the name, the, the title of this podcast might be a bit clickbaity, but it's, the truth of the matter is that it's not about clickbait. It's not about just getting people just to jump in and I side with them with their emotions. I play with their emotions, to, uh, you know, siding with their frustration with the game. It's about also teaching people. I do believe that, yes, games can be difficult, and there's a cumbersome area in every game. There's a, pretty much a learning curve that you have to go through. But once you pass that learning curve, definitely you're going to be better off in any game. And I do believe that Battlefield 5 does. It is. You know, that's the reason why I watch some YouTubers, because I like the technical advice. They're, they're spending time. Some of them, they do this for a living. They play all the time, which I don't know how they can handle to all of that, the frustration of it. But they play the game, so they understand the ins and outs, and they share that on, pretty much on YouTube or on social media. Uh, versus the other people that they, all they do is just criticize things, you know, and they really don't give you any insight, only frustration. They only really appeal to your own frustration. And at the end of the day, there's no result. There's nothing that comes out of that. So I do believe that YouTubers also are responsible because I believe that the same YouTubers are saying one thing and then they're saying another thing and then they change their tone just because people are upset, just because the comments or the posts disagree with them, then they cite again in the next video with the person on the post or agree with them, so they side with them. So they're flip-flopping, you know, you have to stick with what it is. You know, I don't care if you like or dislike this video, you know, people do it all the time. But it doesn't really matter to me because it's my opinion and I'm not going to side with your opinion just because you disagree with me. I'm sorry. It just the way it is take it or leave it that's just bottom line and in that case i'm gonna be like EA saying you buy it or you don't but it is the truth and you know the problem is that people try to cater to emotion and of course i understand people do it for a living the same way i do this for a living but it doesn't mean that because of that i'm going to sell myself you know you know to the best bidder you know i'm just going to do what i feel is right and that's just it so i do believe that also youtubers uh facebook personalities people that actually are constantly playing the game are also sharing their point of view and sometimes a very ill point of view uh, just with self-interest are really have caused uh, harm to this game more than good. So yeah, you have these four suspects. You have EA, you have DICE, you have the community, the, 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 the casual community mostly, and also you have YouTube personalities. Those are really the four suspects that I have. Now before I really decide who is the one at fault here, I want to really share the the game does have its moments. Yes, it does have a lot of wrongs. There's a lot of things that I dislike, but there are things that I like. There are really good things in this game, and you have to put that into perspective. I would say, starting with the bad things, of course, the bad things that happen, everything went so slow. Uh, the games, you know, the, not enough maps. You know, starting, you know, with the pretty much the most obscure maps, and everything is moving so slowly. And no conclusion, I think the Pacific uh, uh, front was a highlight, probably the biggest highlight of the game. But prior to that, there was not much. You know, there's beautiful maps. 
Uh, but the content moving really slow really didn't make you feel like you were in a World War II, or at least from the historical perspective of those big battles that we all know that, you know, they are more famous because of movies, because of history, because of lessons at school, because documentaries, which are important. I do believe that obscure battles are important as well. Is the overall package. You know, I just feel that it was missing some of those big key elements that make this World War II. Um, the fact that they changed so many things, you know, back and forth, you know, the time to kill, they, they nerfed down so many weapons and they, they, they up and down. Uh, I remember some of the weapons that they were good against planes. They overpowered planes again. Uh, the flavor gods, I forgot, I forgot how I call them though. The thing just against planes, that was powerful. You can kill that in two shots. Now it takes like five shots and planes can recover easily. So I feel that that's a problem that's still in, you know, there, the box, you know, everywhere. There were so many things really bad, but there were good things in the game. And I would say the good games, again, like I was mentioning earlier, it's very fluid. It's very fast paced and it's faster than any other battlefield that we have. You feel that you're more in control, that I can run, I can slide. And people say, well, that's not the case. Some people don't like the sliding system. And I understand that I'm not a fan of the sliding system in uh, Call of Duty because it's just gimmicky particularly when they use it to kill. I do like the, the, in this case, the sliding system on Battlefield because it allows you to duck. It allows you to move uh, from point A to point B uh, and really save you from snipers. You know, it's a good way to really get out of really bad situations. I, I like it more for that purpose. Uh, the fact that you can jump and roll, that's something that is done. Um, um, one thing that I didn't like about the game was that I, w I wish the destruction level of destruction was higher uh, because I feel that sometimes people use the little corner just to there. And there's a lot of camping going on because of the, the huge maps. Uh, you know, a lot of people are not necessarily very good at certain things, uh, but they, you know, anybody can be good with a lot of the sniping rifles that they offer. So definitely that needs some change uh, or something that definitely it's there and you have to be cons cons considerate about. So um, definitely there's a lot of things. I feel the fact that another plus was I feel that the, some of those weapons were good. There are a lot of content, a lot of weapons that were given, and some of them they feel the same as others and not necessarily a change. But you can see some of the differences. Of course, the M1 is a highlight. It's very good. Too bad they never down. They put it back again into where it was close to it. The M2. So there are weapons that are interesting, and uh, I do like the fidelity of the game. It feels good. Um, it's good. I would say the map layout is not as great as some other uh, Battlefield games. So there are goods and pros. There are cons. You know, there are a lot of things that can be taken out of this system. The ability that people can heal each other, not necessarily doctors, really puts that. Uh, really puts that into a good perspective, I would say. Uh, really, the teamwork. I like the fact that you can build fortifications. Some of them need to be stronger, but that really kind of changes some of that. It really allows for you to to be more proactive in the gameplay. Uh, it's good. I think Battlefield Five is good when you're working with your team, with your squad, and you are really playing the objectives. I do feel that that's something that is good in the game. Another bad thing I didn't like about the game is the fact that um, you know sometimes you you don't have a team balance you're put to play with people that have no experience and then you're put into these teams that are really bad it really creates a chaos because you're trying to play you know like I me mean, I, I don't play with many I don't play with really good friends online I like to just to go into the sessions and find friends there or people to play with but when you are balanced with people that are not know how to play that level I don't know they're starting just now and they just stop playing around they're not commanding they're not doing anything is really really frustrating uh, it really makes for a really bad experience and I feel that I get more of that nowadays than ever because of some people have moved into i would say um modern warfare of other games and so i feel that i get a lot of people that they just casually trying the game 
so the team balancing is terrible. You know, that's something that needs to be addressed. Um, and of course, the tank sniping is something that I really get frustrated with. It does happen a lot here. People in one side of the, the, uh, the, the map just shooting at you gives a really unfair advantage and that goes back to the map layout that it shouldn't be the case of course this is something that happens with 1943 1942 people were doing the same thing but i do feel that it has to be maybe some things that uh, barriers within the, the those maps or the end of those maps to kind of protect some of that just not to give unfair advantage because it does happen a lot people at the edge of the map really shooting at you they have a vantage point and you cannot defend because you cannot really go against unless you're also sniping so really that brings down some of the experience um some highlights for me like in this case uh underground which is technically a copy of metro and sort of a copy of metro uh it's a really good operation underground is good it's fun if you like that close quarter environment so there are a lot of pluses in this game that definitely uh are there and um people are overlooked because they're not even playing or because they're not dedicating time to really understand some of those those kings of the game so now going back to the question, who is at fault? To be honest with you, I was thinking throughout the week and says, who is at fault? Because everyone has fault here. And I, at the end of the day, it is the perfect or the perfect storm, the perfect scenario for disaster. I do believe that, that everyone is at fault here. Starting from EA, going through DICE, going through the community that it was expecting too much, and also, in this case, a community that has nothing to do with the game, and also from a lot of YouTube personalities, so people that are in YouTube, that don't see this, uh, the, the, the job they do or what they do as something um, with a responsible eye. You know, they don't see it saying, well, I have a responsibility to tell the truth, not necessarily just to cater to the emotions of the, the unhappy or the, or the dissatisfied people. Yeah, and I feel that uh, that has created a chaos, a, a turmoil within this game that has really uh, engulfed this game from the beginning and hasn't allowed this game to really try new ideas. And it's like, uh, you know, DICE has been trying to cater from one end, but at the same time, there's so many mixed messages for what people want. People want something. They want balancing. They want things more fluid. So they nerf down the guns, the rifles, so that way people can come closer. But now people get upset because now the weapons cannot come closer, you know, because they're not powerful enough. So then they up it down. So it is a constant trying to really meet Denise and I think at the end of the day they should have stick with their idea they should have stick with should have stuck with what they wanted to do from the get-go instead of just trying to you know please everybody else and I think that was a mistake it was a mistake to far uh, to have firestorm in this game it was not necessary unless they had something really major to do it they gave it to be fixed first before they couldn't just go that you, you need to really up the fun factor of the game we need to get more content now the next thing and next update, I don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what maps are going to be given. I'm hoping, and if they're going to finalize this with the last update, I'm hoping that they gave us, or they give us at least a combination of some of the important maps. You know, we want to see D-Day at least. We want to see all those big battles that take, you know, the uh, they take of Berlin. You know, I just want to see those things. But you don't know if we're going to get to see them. It depends. You know, if, if they don't do it, definitely this is going to go into the books to be the biggest failure of, with, with Battlefield, the biggest failure. Failure of, failure of dice i don't think any other game has come to it you know yes i could say hardline wasn't the best thing ever but hardline it was committed into that vision they have and they deliver on that vision and i feel that if you don't deliver into the vision of world war ii then you're failing your community you're failing the entire thing 
And it's going to be the biggest failure for that. And not necessarily because it was a financial failure, but because the way they had managed this, the way they had handled this game, is a fa- it's, been fa- it's a failure from the beginning. And the, the way that the community is responding to it. Yes, they want to invest into Battlefield 6. They want to push toward that. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay for Battlefield to going back to the modern setting. I love Battlefield in that sense too. But I want this to be the best, you know, you know, World War II game that ever existed. You know, people will say, well, some games are better than others. But when you come about multiplayer, I want this to be the ultimate experience. The same way I consider Battlefront 2 right now the ultimate experience for those that want to play Battlefront. People say, well, the original Battlefronts were better. And that's nostalgia talking. You know, Battlefront 2 now, the new Battlefront 2 is better than those. Because it's not about nostalgia speaking. It's because it's just the facts. You know, it's technically superior. And it's better as it looks better and it has more content, you know, uh, in a vast array of generations of, you know, in this case, Star Wars. And the thing with Battlefield, I do believe that they have good maps. There are some maps that they're not as good as others. Some I prefer over others, but they do have the maps. They do have the content. They just need more time. And to be honest with the economy, the way it is, I think it's smarter for a company to continue on. But ultimately, they pull the plug because they don't see this viable. But that really sends a really wrong message to anyone that they're not committed to the full journey with this game they're not committed uh and that's really a sad thing um but i do believe that if you want to have a good battlefield experience then you have to give this one a try that's just bottom line and uh, when you get to it at the beginning it can be frustrating but when you come to play this game don't come thinking about battlefield one don't come thinking about battlefield three don't come thinking about battlefield four because you're making a mistake you are setting yourself for disaster and disappointment you have to come to this game thinking uh what is this game offer and how the mechanics can improve yes it will take a little bit of time but once you invest that time and you pass that learning curve definitely you have a good experience like another yes with some issues that need to be fixed so my hope is that things change from here till june my hope is that if we get this update that they rethink their strategy because they don't want to send the wrong message right now of course i know they're looking they're looking at the uh, the company uh, across the street they're looking at you know in this case activision they're looking at what they're doing infinity ward they're looking at them but you know don't just compare yourself to them just this is the thing this is battlefield this is not call of duty this is not modern warfare so they're different breeds they're different styles so in they have to be respected that way of course at the end of the day it's not my decision to make it's them the company to make and it's also the consumers to decide what is best for them uh, ultimately i just go for my by my experience i go by my uh, the time that i spend with the game and the time that i'm still going to spend with the game and the years to come until the servers are down i'm still playing uh, battlefield 3 and battlefield 4 uh, in 1943, I was playing the other day too, in Bad Company. So it's going to depend a lot, a lot on why are you willing to invest in in this game, uh, whether you want to be this for the long run or the short run. But at the end of the day, you cannot make your mind or really judge a book by its cover. You cannot judge this game or any Battlefield game or any first-person shooter, for that matter, uh, or any other game. Um, by simply what you see or, you, or your perception of it from the outside in. You have to really be in the game to really understand it. And yes, the game is not perfect at all, but in my opinion, it's technically superior to Battlefield 3 and Battlefield 4. Yes, I had more fun with Battlefield 3 and 4, but uh, I would say with 3 more than 4. 
But ultimately, I do believe that this is technically superior, and I'm hoping that they rethink the strategy and we get to see at least some good maps, and they change their mind and we get another update or something down the road, or even some developers like they did the you know with Battlefront decide just to stake around and produce some extra content in the end just to give it a, a farewell, at least a fair farewell, uh, you know, a decent farewell, and that that to me at least will be the the least they can do for us after we've been supportive of this franchise so my friends this is my opinion of course i don't know yours i know this has been a long podcast i thank you for those who took time to watch it from beginning to end and to listen uh definitely there's a lot of frustration with it but at the same time life goes on it's just a game we move on the next thing there's always going to be another game it's always going to be another experience and uh so you know we cannot cry over spill milk it's just the the way it is it's the law of the land so my friends god bless you take care i hope you're having a good week stay safe i uh, hope things are going back to normal or some level of normality in your world in your country in, in whatever you add in your town and your city and i want to say again uh thank you for your support and thank you for sticking with me and really for being there for me uh, it really makes my day and push me to try harder. So, my friends, take care. I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.